I'm going to begin with a talk about what meditation is and what meditation is not. Um, some people think that meditation is an actual religion. Officially, it's not a religion. However, meditation is a way of following object of meditation deep inside you. When you go deep enough inside you, you start to feel your own nature. And when you feel your own nature, you realize that that's actually the way for you to understand your own God. So again, this is my view. You know, if you go, if you're a Catholic and you go to church and you're far away from yourself and you want the Christ Spirit to show you who you are, it's wonderful to love Christ, but if, if you've fallen away from yourself, it's very difficult for you to love Christ because you need to connect with yourself to be in one piece and then you go to church and you pray while you're in touch with yourself. Um, yoga means union. Yoga means ego, the ego, kambis nafisi, merges with the deepest essence of you. So when you merge with your essence, it's a lot easier to understand your religion. So in a sense, you know, I, I studied the old, old texts of yoga, like the Bhagavad Gita, the Tantra Loka. Uh, I go into the purest part of yoga. For example, the Bhagavad Gita says, established in being, perform action. In US and American terms, you could say leadership from inside out. If you're not in touch with your inside, you can't lead other people. Most remarkable people have an inside and then they come out and influence other people. So yoga means the ego of Kambis Nafisi merges with the breath, go deep inside, and then some interesting things happen. For example, you start to discover some of your real life priorities. You start to discover what's important to you. You know, if you set things up in a priority list with meditation, uh, your list of top priorities start to become very clear. In meditation, you have an object of meditation. It could be a mantra, it could be uh, the face of Jesus or uh, Muhammad or, or even if you were in love with your grandmother, you could close your eyes and visualize your grandmother. But love is very important. The object of meditation has to be something that you love because the energy of love is relaxing. The energy of fear is the opposite of the energy of love. Right now you have a world which is very fear-driven. And, and that energy of fear then causes more and more problems. The opposite of that is love. But I'm not talking about just romantic love. Here's what yoga says. Yoga says if you go inside and you connect uh, with your essence, as a result of you connecting with your own essence, relaxation and love come. So, Anytime you have depression or nervousness, the root cause 
is that you've fallen away from your own core. In other words, the biggest loneliness in the world is to fall away from your own core. Uh, if you have a technique to develop an inner life, then you become more of a relaxed person. Again, uh, there is an American expression that says, sweet solitude. I don't know what the French would say. Sweet solitude means there's you, there's the cheminée, maybe a good book or your dog, and there's no other entertainment. The fire, you, and sweet solitude. Uh, the problem is most people start climbing up walls. If you take them to the mountains and give them one cheminée and a book and nothing else, they start to go crazy. They start looking for the iPhone and the iPad and the television. How many of you would be really happy if we gave you a cottage up in the mountains and there was just a fireplace an intense rain outside, and you have a good book. How many of you would be happy? Okay. Either you're lying or you're very, or you're very lucky, because most people get very nervous facing themselves. You know what's happening to the world? Uh, your inner life is being taken from you. People walk into the toilet with an iPhone, which means your private inner life is being taken from you, and. Uh, Living creatures get very nervous when you take your inner space away from you. Be very careful with that. You need to somehow develop uh, 20 minutes a day for your inner life. It could be creative writing, singing, dance, painting, pottery, something. For me, it's writing. When I'm writing, I'm not afraid of anything. It was my case since I was in second grade of school. You need to find your dharma. Dharma is a Sanskrit word, which means the one activity that makes Filippo the happiest. You have to go back to your childhood. You know, was it farming? Was it painting? For me, it was always writing. It immediately gets me to my core. Meditation is just one way of following the object of meditation into the center of yourself. The center of your mind is called Manu Bindu. It's like, a, it's like a fortress and nothing penetrates that fortress, meaning no fear, no worry, no television. And the object of yoga is for you to go to your job, but the Manu Bindu is there. Let's talk more about meditation. The object of meditation. In this weekend, the object of meditation is your breath. What I'm teaching you is called Kriya Yoga. Uh, Kriya Yoga is the art of uh, taking breath to various parts of your body. According to Kriya Yoga, each of your bodies has 72,000 channels. They're like pipes, you know, 72,000. They're throughout your body. And these pipes uh, conduct a life force in your body. The life force that comes in with your breath is called prana. 
but that's just the Sanskrit word. You know, you might call it Holy Spirit, the Chinese call it Qi, the Japanese call it Ki. In some spiritual centers in Iran, they call it Jana Alam, which means the life of the universe. Uh, because I'm interested in, in metaphysics and spirituality, I've traveled a lot. I find in every country there is some notion of an invisible, mysterious electricity in your body, beyond oxygen, beyond DNA. And this spiritual electricity gives you life. Uh, the Persian poet Rumi, before he met his guru, Shams, he said, I was dead, now I'm alive. And one of the meanings of that is that when, when you clear and cleanse these 72,000 channel ways, the life force starts to circulate inside you freely. And when that spiritual electricity is flowing inside you freely, depression goes away. More money comes. And you attract romance. Uh, you notice your children more because you're in the moment. You're hugging your child and the two, the two heartbeats become one. It's, it's a feeling of being intensely present. The other thing I was mentioning last night, um, I compared your life to 10,000 curtains. So uh, when these 72,000 channel ways become clean, you're able to draw back curtains of fear and step beyond fear. You know, one explanation of life is that it's made up of several curtains of fear. And yoga says, the main battle is here. So you could be in the middle of World War II, but if this stays focused and centered, then you get a different impression of World War II. There's horrible things happening, but your mind is intact. So my suggestion to you as a teacher, spend 90% of your energy here. This is what keeps you together. In other words, the battle of life is fought in the mind. The heart is very important, but this, this keeps it together. Also, according to yoga, this communicates with a quantum field of consciousness. According to yoga, who you call my Lord is a field of consciousness full of love, and that field of energy can pick up on your consciousness. In other words, your consciousness is talking to the Lord's consciousness, and then you manifest, you manifest reality. In other words, your life becomes what you think about most frequently. The net results of your life is a result of your most frequent, repetitive, thoughts, and beliefs, plus your daily habits. But the ha habits also come from your beliefs. Uh, we have one session talking about beliefs. Let me get back to meditation. 
some recommendations about meditation. If you want to do very quiet meditation by yourself, see if you can get up while the sun is coming up. Because when the planet sun is coming up, uh, the planet Earth is being bombarded with uh, electromagnetism. And electromagnetism is very much related to prana, which is the life force in the body. So in the old days, I had a guru, uh, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and Maharishi would say, prana comes into your body in two main ways. One is inhalation. With the exhalation, you, you get rid of toxins and poisons. So if you have a negative mind, bring in the God force, blow out the negative thought with the exhalation. So with the breathing, prana comes in. The other one is sunlight. Uh, Maharishi used to say, don't eat foods that grow in the shade. He said, you go to Germany to a dark forest and you pick a mushroom, a non-poisonous mushroom. He said, don't eat that mushroom because it doesn't have sunlight. Eat watermelon because it grows under the sun. Eat tomatoes. They have sunlight in them. So that was his, his opinion. He said, Foods that grow under sun have a lot of prana. Let's come back to meditation. If you want to meditate a little more seriously, see if you can get up earlier in the morning before the city of Rome or Stockholm is busy. Because other people's activity also, um, it makes the environment heavy, the traffic and the activity. So first thing in the morning. Also, uh, See if you can meditate one hour and a half after you eat. Because when the blood is around the digestive system, um, you can't keep your focus. With meditation, there are two general types of meditation in the world. And we're going to do one here called Kriya Yoga. Uh, the Buddhist style meditation is called mindfulness. In Buddhist style meditation, you just notice everything that's going on. For example, I have this feeling in my left leg. My breathing is shallow. I hear the sound of the logs in the fireplace. I feel the heat. Everything going on at this moment. So when you become mindful, the future and the past disappear. You're very much in this moment. And that can bring happiness. For example, you focus here during a meeting and you just notice breath comes in, breath goes out. You can be in the meeting. You'll understand everything. Even now as you're listening to me, you might bring your attention here and notice that breath comes in breath goes up. And intense noticing brings happiness. Why? Because you go beyond the name Constantine. Like that. Okay. The second kind of meditation is concentration meditation. So what we're going to do together is the second type. 
It comes from India. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to focus on the breath going into various parts of the body. So I'm going to ask you to visualize that you're breathing up your spine. I'm going to ask you to visualize that you're taking very soft breaths here. Very soft breaths here. I'm going to ask you to sway the breath between the chakras. I'll describe what the chakras are. Energy centers. So in Kriya Yoga, you focus on moving the breath into various energy centers in your body. Mindfulness is more like we go out to the farm and we notice, we notice, we notice. We're very much here. Now, both mindfulness and concentration meditation can get you to the highest goal of samadhi. I experienced samadhi eight years after I began meditation. Samadhi is a minimum of 28.8 minutes of no thought. What happens is your awareness lifts above the thinking mind. So you see, oh, look at that thought. You're not attached. Your mind separates from thoughts. And something incredible happens. The minute you separate from the meaning of thought, you start to feel incredible love, incredible physical energy. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds of that experience now. I want you to focus on the tip of my finger. This means inhale. This means exhale. It's so like this. But I'm going to test your strength. I'm going to see if you can stay with me for 12 <coughs> motions without having any other thought. In other words, just that. For 12 movements. If you can do 12 of them, yoga considers you to be a meditator. Just 12 seconds. Ready? Yes? So you stay with my fingertip. And this means inhale. This means exhale. That's all you're going to do. Right? Ready? Stay here. I'll watch. Did anybody feel relaxed? Were you thinking of tomorrow? Were you thinking of North Korea? That's all we did. We brought you to the present moment. And 
If this continued a bit longer, you would start to feel physical energy. Actually, what I will do for you, uh, something is going to start going up your spine. It's not magic. It's an energy inside you. When the first name, last name, and ego go away, you have the energy of the God Force inside your own spinal column. That's it. Let's come back to meditation. What are some useful attitudes during meditation? Uh, expectation ruins meditation. So we have a few uh, experienced meditators in the room. If you sit with the idea that, you know, in the last meditation retreat, I had this experience, and, uh, you know, he's talking about things that my teacher doesn't talk about. All of those expectations uh, take away your innocence. So what I would highly recommend when we start the meditation, I'm going to give you an image, okay? Imagine you have a suitcase, you're in a hotel. You have a suitcase with all of your memories, your passport, your life story, uh, your interpretations of life, and you're in a hotel. The minute Kambi says, close your eyes, we're going to start meditation. You start walking out of that hotel. In other words, take your first name, your last name, your memories, just walk out of your body, and with the next breath, the force that adores you and gave you life is going to come and occupy the hotel. That's the greatest advice I can give you. That is the advanced practice of yoga. In other words, Tantra Loka says the supreme practice of yoga is that your identity changes from Gabriel to the force that created me occupies the body. Now, you don't need to be religious. I'm talking more about energy. So I'm going to give you a biological fact. Some of the people at the talk at FAO and the Indian Embassy have heard this. In a single act of lovemaking, 300 million sperm cells approached one egg cell. You were the one that made it. In other words, one sperm cell out of 300 million fertilized the egg, and that was you. So you made it here in this room with the odds of 300 million to one. So you have to ask yourself a question. Is there a force that wants me to be here? You know, anybody who knows statistics knows that 300 million to one is quite a rare chance. In other words, the life of Filippo is not an accident. 300 million to one. So what I'm asking you, when we close our eyes, feel that the energy that wants you to be here and alive, 300 million to one, is filling up your body. There is a force that adores you unconditionally. You are here because something wanted you to be alive. That's all I'm saying. Breathe that in. And the moment your identity changes from manager 
to that force, immediately meditation becomes very deep. So here's the secret, here's the supreme practice of yoga. If the identity of Urs changes to the force that created me is occupying the entire hotel, the minute that identity slips in instead of jump, meditation is absolutely deep. Because, you know, there's a lot of teachers who give you technique. Do this, do that, do that. Uh, technique is dry. But the moment Gabriel changes to that force, the minute you change your identity, meditation becomes very deep. So, somebody tell me what I just said about the hotel and the method I just described. What's the method? To put down the baggage, to put down the garbage and all right. this. What's, what's in the suitcase? Baggage that we can. Right. Memories, first name, last name, passport number, Iranian revolution. All of those things happen. But yoga says you're not that. All the conditions, get rid of the conditions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, human mind has conditioning. Like mama loved the other sister more. Or I didn't get it. I didn't pass the college exam the first year because of this and that and that. Those are called your personal theories. An enlightened person goes from this moment to that moment to that moment. Next Thursday doesn't exist for the quiet mind. You just go out to the farm and you're just here. And then you fall in love with your child because you're completely here. There's no suitcase. So when you meditate, think about some force that loves you so much, it puts you here at the odds of 300 million to one. Breathe that force in. And then meditation will be very deep. In other words, if manager does not leave the hotel, Meditation does not begin. Do not try to meditate as constantly. It will not work. A lot of people try, and they have very sophisticated techniques. So I spent 15 years in India with all of the grand masters. And, and many schools of yoga teach technique, but the identity is Ruzbe, and that doesn't work. Okay. Uh, other things with meditation, the posture is with the head, neck, and spine in vertical alignment. If you're like this, then you're blocking the breathing. Also, your spinal column is very important in Kriya Yoga because we say that while you're meditating, an electricity goes up from the tailbone to the crown of the head. So if the back is like this, it interferes with that movement. Also, when you're laying down, that spiritual electricity does not move. Because you're going to get a second part of the meditation. That one is deep, deep relaxation. Uh, I call it the 31-point relaxation. You're going to visualize 31 points in your body. You're going to send waves of breath into 31 points in your body.
So I'm going to say, uh, focus on your right elbow and breathe. Focus on your third finger and breathe. Some of you are going to lose my voice in the laying down meditation. Uh, and one of two things will happen. So some of you will go to sleep. Some of you will feel like you went to sleep, but you actually enter the state of Turiya. What does Turiya mean? Uh, in meditation, the, front, the frontal cortex of your brain quiets down. And the front of the brain is what takes in signals from the outside. So when this quiets down, you might stop hearing my voice. And you might stop feeling the contours, the periphery of your body. And you feel like you're not here. But if you're not dreaming, that's Turiya. So what I'm saying, when you lay down and you stop hearing me, and you have no idea where you are, that that is supreme relaxation. In other words, your body is going to get a lot of rest this weekend because when your brain quiets down, your body can relax. Your heartbeat comes down, respiration rate comes down, blood pressure comes down, inflammation in the joints goes down, your immune system comes up. A lot of profound physiological changes. Anyways, when I get you laying down, if you lose my voice, uh, do not force yourself to come back to the instructions. Also when you're sitting, if you start to go somewhere nice, don't force yourself to come back and listen to me. Everything I say is to lower your brainwave activity. My talk is meant to be a massage rather than instructions. There's a funny game that goes on. I talk, but I only talk to get you there. And then at the end of the meditation, I'll touch you here, and I'll whisper something in your ear. It's an ancient prayer. If you don't want to receive energy, raise your hand. Okay, now I'm just going to give you a quick description of what we will do in meditation. You should have your yoga mat close to you because after about 10 minutes of sitting, while you're in silence, I'll ask you to very quietly lay down without making too much noise because we don't want to uh, interrupt the silence. So when we start meditation, you're going to take your chairs next to the wall. You can lay your mat in front of you. So when I say lay down, you do it very quietly and smooth. Okay, Kriya Yoga. I'm going to tell you about some of the exercises we'll do. But the very first exercise, you close your eyes, you imagine your first name, your last name, your suitcase, mental conditioning. Uh, I want you to imagine the very first moment you walk out of the hotel. With the next breath, there is a force that adores you so much that it gave you life with the odds, probability, 
of 300 million to one. Allow that energy to fill up the body. There is no Filippo left, nothing. The name disappears. Once in a while you're going to have thoughts. Uh, never fight thoughts. Yoga says your mind just creates these bubbles of energy. Like if you ever look at 7-Up or Sprite or soda water, there's bubbles coming up. So what? Let them come up. In meditation, you allow thoughts to come and then you come back to the object of meditation. So I get some thoughts. I don't fight. I just turn and look at the breath. I get more thoughts. I don't fight. I just turn and look at the breath. If you fight, the thoughts will be five times more strong. So I'll, I'll tell you about a secret. If you don't believe the meaning of thought, thoughts don't bother you. So let's say we sit down to meditate and you say, I, want, I wonder how the children are. See, if, if you just look at that thought and don't drown in the meaning of it, then thought doesn't bother you. You can look at it from this distance. And I'll get you to that point because I'll quiet down this part of your brain. When this part becomes quieter, you look at thought as if it's one meter away. The exercises we're going to do are like this. Uh, I begin the meditation with the sound This is not singing, and it's not just an Indian word. There's a vibration to this sound. And this sound is the sound of the movement of the God Force underneath the atom. In other words, yoga says beyond the atom, there's a vibration. And that vibration is full of consciousness. And you can communicate with that consciousness. The sound of that consciousness is OM. So, why am I chanting at the beginning? Tantra Loka, Bhagavad Gita, many of the ancient scripts of yoga, they say sound affects physical structure. So you can have an opera singer cracking a champagne glass through powerful singing. So sound affects your body. And what I would like to do at the beginning, we're going to go chakra by chakra, and you, as a group, we're going to say, like that. And the vibrations are going to affect your meditation when you become quiet. And the chakras we're going to chant in, one is the tailbone, the other is lower stomach, navel or abdomen, heart, which is here in yoga, pit of the throat, the third eye, and crown. And then I'm going to ask you to sway the breath between the chakras like this. And the instructions you'll hear from me are from the crown chakra, 
to the third eye, from the third eye, to the crown, from the crown, to the throat, from the throat, to the crown. So the word from means breathe in, the word to means breathe out. You don't have to memorize this. I'll be talking while we meditate. You don't need to know. After we sway the breath, I'm going to ask you to bring in the force that gives you life. Bring it in one chakra at a time. So breath comes here. Pauses. Exhale into far distances. like, And then you do it with the next chakra. And then I'm going to ask you to breathe up the spine. Very small breaths here. Very soft breaths here. Very soft breaths there. And then you lay down for the deep relaxation. And then you get up. We sway the breath again. And then we do a little bit of silent meditation. And then I touch you here while there's some music playing, and then we're done with that session. Uh, the whole thing takes about one hour, but it might seem like ten minutes if we succeed.